We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into another edition of McCready and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil McCready. Tyler Siski joins me as well here on this Monday, February the 5th. It's two days before National Signing Day. So much to get to with Signing Day 48 hours away. Lots of lots of stuff, so we'll talk uh, a lot about Signing Day. Actually, we won't because <laughs> Signing Day is stupid that we're even having a second Signing Day. Uh, we'll talk about, we will talk about that, though. Uh, but first, I want to tell you that we're brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. So check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. Tyler? Neil, how are we doing today, brother? Um, you know, I thought I would come in today a little... Feeling a little Valencia orange today. That's what I rock with when I rolled out of the house this morning, grabbed the Valencia orange on the way to the office. Um, this is sun-kissed in a can, man. So if you're, yes, if you're a sun-kissed fan, can, uh, sun-kissed fan, that's where it's at. It's it's a it's very delicious, gets you going. And Neil, even though we're not live on the chat today, it won't be long. Every day we'll get closer. But the guys at Cooper Chevrolet have a great, great deal going on this week. If you are looking at a Silverado truck, now is the time. You can get super low 2.9% APR for 72 months or up to $5,000 total value when you trade this month. So it's all month long at Cooper Chevrolet. Go to cooperchevrolet.com or call 256-236-4481. So the Mississippi online sports betting bill got through the uh, got through the house by a vote of 97 to 14 in favor. 
So you're telling me that online sports betting in Mississippi will begin on July the 1st? Am I reading this correctly? We got we got to get through the Senate. I think it's in the Senate committee. Then they got to vote for it. I think they got till April the 2nd to kind of move it on. But their their start date is set for July the, fir- uh, July the 1st. Uh, but when you get something through the House at 97 to 14, I don't want to imagine it's going to get held up. It's just a matter of time at this point in time to get set through. Um it's so needed. I know we talked about it a few weeks ago. It's so needed. I'm glad it got through. This is actually the second bill. Uh, when we, the bill that we were talking about, I don't know what ever happened to that one. This one kind of came through at the same time as a different bill. And uh, they basically got it set to where um, 12, it'll be taxed at 12% will go to basically fixing the roads, you know, and infrastructure uh, purposes. And it could be upwards of, they're expecting maybe the first year, I guess it's technically a half a year, um, it bringing in $35 million to the state. So just for that that one deal. So, hey, the good news is, Neil, the next time that we get an ice storm in Mississippi, maybe we'll have some salt to put on the roads. Like that. How about that? No more excuses. All right. So I, I did not know this. I have spent – a good part of the weekend contacting prospects who came to Ole Miss for its junior day. Congratulations was, on that. Thank you. I, I was today years old when I found out that a dead period started today. Yeah. So that period of the year, I'm not complaining. That means no, no in-person contact for the next month. Yet this seems like a good t- Is that right for a month? Yeah, four, four months. I think it's like four exactly four weeks from today. So, so it's usually the whole month of February. Uh, obviously, signing day is Wednesday, and it's always dead the 48 hours prior and the 48 hours after. Right. Uh, for, for many years, for many, many years, it went quiet after that, and you could have, you know, junior days or unofficial visitors or whatever. Um, this is something that's, you know, recent years have has gone dead um, in February and it's the best month of the year. It's the closest. This will be, so we got a lot of coaches listening to the show. Got a call today from a coach that he was driving somewhere, was listening to the show. Um, it's the closest that coaches get to feel like normal human beings is the month of February. The, the calendar is, and that, there's a big story in The Athletic today. I want to give credit where credit is due. You and I have talked about this a lot, but I just still want to give credit where credit's due. It's uh, Ari Wasserman. In the uh, in the athletic headline, what recruiting rules would college football staffers change? Blow up the entire system. I'll read the first three paragraphs. Again, Ari Wasserman in the athletic. I want to give credit where credit's due. I don't know Ari Wasserman, but uh, the story reads: A recruiting staffer at a Power Five program was asked a simple question: If you could change one NCAA recruiting rule, what would it be, and why? Blow up the entire system, he said. It's a funny remark, but there's truth to it. That sentiment is shared by just about everyone who works in a recruiting department in college football. It doesn't matter whether they work or at what where they work or what level their program competes. Everyone has grievances about either the recruiting calendar and or nonsensical rules they must follow while trying to operate in what has become an untenable work-life balance. Um 
So the, the several things that were talked about was what's the signing day look like. It's the reason I led the show joking about the February signing day. Ryan Day quoted as saying, December is not working, which is a sentiment that uh, basically all coaches share. Uh, there's a lot of options that they talk about for how Tyler to, to fix this. This is the one that I like, and Wasserman lists it as option A. It's let prospects sign whenever they want. I'm going to be honest with you, Tyler. You work in recruit. You worked in recruiting. You still work in recruiting. You you've run recruiting classes. I haven't. I will defer to your wisdom on this, to your expertise. But when I read this, my common sense meter goes ding, 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 ding. This is good because it it's not perfect. But look, there is no perfect in this world. In the whole, because coaches are going to leave. And stuff's gonna happen, and and it, it, you're never gonna have perfect. But this would stop a lot of the recruiting. Pardon my language here. A lot of the recruiting bullshit. This would stop a lot of it in its tracks. Now, there's a negative. Seventeen-year-old kids being pressured by professional salespeople are going to lose most times. The professional salesperson is going to win the negotiation and occasionally get a kid to sign when he really didn't mean to sign. But hey, it would stop this barrage of early offers and uh, changing of minds because I can already think of a kid in this class, the 2025 class. No, I'm not referring to my kid before anybody says that. There's a kid on my mind who I think is going to commit to a school. I, I, I know the kid, for, for everybody's record, it's not Ole Miss. And I have a feeling he's going to be an early commitment who gets processed out late in the recruiting process. And that sucks. Yeah, Because you evaluate the kid, you offer him. If he takes it and then he shuts recruiting down, and then you screw him five days out because, well, you had some transfer portal things that happened and a kid left that you didn't think would leave or whatever. Hey, you know what? He didn't have the year we thought he should have. He's kind of marginal. I think that's criminally wrong. I really do. I can't stand it. I think it's evil, as a matter of fact. This would eliminate that because it would sure. make you as a staff really think before you take little Johnny Jones over here, hey, are we committed to this kid? Are we are we in on this kid? The I like the early um and Rich Rod's been pushing this sign this exact motion for years. This is one of his babies. He's wanting to do it. Um where I agree with it. This is one of those deals that has to be thought through though. Yeah. And this is kind of the deal where later on in the article which I'm sure you'll bring up in a minute. Yeah. One of the big things is you got to have people that have done it before and know what they're talking about. Part of the discussion to make the rules. Yes. Because whereas I 100% agree with you. Yes, it would it would eliminate all this these bullshit uh, offers and and you know early offers just to offer a kid to say you're going to recruit him. Um, it's going to quote unquote lock kids in beforehand there are some negatives to it as well, right? So the first one being, as we talked about last week, or week before last, is if this happens, you will have many kids opting out of their senior year of high school playing football. 
Yeah. And I don't think there's a, I don't, I don't think that should happen. Um, that's one negative. The second negative is this is if you sign a kid early, okay, there, there are going to be coaching changes. Okay. There are going to be massive coaching changes. And when you do that, okay, now I got to go through, now the kid's going to come available again in December, okay, it's, there's going to be this mad rush of saving spots for for teams that coaches get fired. There's going to be a whole thing there. And then the last thing is I, I, I really thought through this, uh, you know, try, as I go through the day, I think about random stuff like this all the time as it pertains to my business. But the other thing is, is that the you think recruiting is negative now? Imagine the negative recruiting that would be going on. Let's say that rule is in place right now, Neil. That rule okay. is in place. Okay. All right. You're at school X. I'm at Missouri. I gave him $62 million earlier today. Okay. So I'm, You're at Missouri. I'm at Missouri. How do you how do you think the negative recruiting is going to go on against somebody like Billy Napier or somebody like even Auburn, Hugh Freeze? Okay. In Sam Pittman. They recruiting. The, they recruit against Arkansas a lot. So Sam Pittman. Yeah, Sam Pittman. Anybody that you feel is on the hot seat, and not saying mm-hmm. that Auburn's on the hot seat, but you can you can surely negative recruit that way. We're going. Hey, man, those guys never give anybody time. He had a bad year this year. All of a sudden, you got to face negative recruiting instead of having a chance to prove during the course of the season that you're safe. If that makes sense, because mm-hmm. you're signing them early, so you're 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 fighting negative recruiting before you even have a chance. So uh, negative recruiting would be a, just a nightmare. And then if you are on a hot seat, I mean, good luck trying to sign any kid early. Okay. So one of the options is, hey, go back to doing it the way it was. First Wednesday in February. That lets coaches in December focus on the transfer portal, which has become a monumental part of, of uh, program building just about everywhere. Um. Guys get into the portal in, in December that lets you spend the first couple of weeks of January focusing on your portal guys, get that pretty much locked up, have a mad rush for the high school recruits, finish that up first Wednesday in February, have a dead month, start over again. Yeah, With and, and look, that extends it, you know, because I think – the whole point of this drill was is when they they instituted this in 2018, and but there was no portal. There, you know, there was there's so the game has changed so much, and it was actually implemented. And it was awesome because you didn't really have to worry about holding on the guys. You could kind of go ahead and move your calendar up. What you would do in the spring is now going on in January at the larger schools, um, and, and there was a lot of. I don't know. It, it made things, it almost gave you an extra breath, uh, made things a little easier for the college coaches. Well, you've taken that breath away. You know, you gave them a breath, but you just used it for the transfer portal. So that's gone. And so now we're sitting here with this February signing day. That's for what? Do you know who signs in the February signing day? Do you know what high school kids sign in February? I mean, I'm, the I'm ones literally that really covering a program that I haven't, I'm. I haven't even asked anyone over there. Hey, are, is there any chance you guys are signing anybody on Wednesday? I don't think there's any chance at all. The ones that want my attention. I that mean, that's what attention? it's about, right? Oh yeah. I mean, it's about oh, I'm going to extend this thing out and have a great grandiose deal, and nobody's signing there anyway. So, if you back this thing up to February, 
the one thing it kind of eliminates the whole hot seat stuff. It eliminates the negative recruiting on that part because by the time February gets here, okay, if 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 it goes bad in Gainesville and they're in, they're able to hire a new coach and you got a new coach in there and he at least has some time to go get some guys. Um, but the December stuff's so out of date because the portal, you can't move that portal window because kids got to enroll for January. So I think you go back to doing it the old way, in my opinion, um, to where the major high school signing day, you have one of them that's in February. Um, I do like the idea of moving it forward. I do. I have no problem with that, except the fact that it's going. there's going to be some negatives coming to that that people aren't thinking about. When I'm talking about sitting at, you know, kids sitting out of their senior years of high school, that would be terrible. Uh, the negative recruiting that goes on. But then the other thing is this, is is where, where it is right now, and the major problem, so fans will understand this, the major problem is this, is now you have a number of 85, right? Well, if I have if I have signing day, which a majority of the kids sign in the middle of December, hell, you don't even know who's on your team or not. You have no way of keeping track of 85. You don't know who's leaving, who's coming, who's going uh, with the portal. So it's got to move away from it. It's either got to go early at the at the back – I just think in February you have less problems. Um, There's no doubt, Tyler, that December doesn't work. Here's the problem. For a number of reasons, December doesn't work. And now you're going to add eight teams to the playoff. Because um, it was four. Now it's going to be 12. Uh, you've got, number one, it's too damn close to the holiday, too. It, it's just... The, you got bowl stuff. The kids just finished finals. They got bowl things. Got guys opting out. You got guys getting in the portal. It's too much to manage. It's too much to manage. But here's the problem. And you always say this, and I think you're right. There are so many things going on today with the NCAA, with NIL, with there's a story out this morning. Ross Dellinger has it with Yahoo. It's a really good story. It's it's basically Greg Sankey and, and the guy at the Big Ten going, hey, look, we've been we've been patient with you guys about this playoff format. And you know, this contract's up at the end of 2025. And you idiots keep fighting it and and we're liable to break away. That's essentially what's being said. So you got all these things happening. It's just hard for me to believe that at any point in the next 24 months that everybody's going to sit down and go, all right, we had all these things. We're at each other's throats, NIL and the NCAA and NCAA fighting the state of Tennessee and state of Virginia and all this stuff. So let's, let's sit down and let's iron out a recruiting calendar that everyone's going to be happy with that. That feels like an unrealistic thing is even though, and I've told you this, I, I believe that there's a, what, what could really, what would benefit college sports a lot, a whole lot is a common sense summit where you sit down and go, fellas, ladies, most of the stuff we're doing doesn't make sense anymore. It's time to fix it. It's time in many cases to start over. It's time in many cases to do a massive renovation. And it's time in many cases to uh, say goodbye. Yeah, and I'm a hundred thousand percent in agreement with you on this one. I know it's not a good podcast, but look, at the end of the day, the NCAA is trying to survive as a, I mean, they're grasping for straws to survive as an entity. The last thing that's on their plate right now is worried about a, a calendar. And it's very evident. And here, here's the bigger problem. 
when they do decide to fix it and they do decide to try to get to it, if they can hold on to anything, it'll be so late in the process that it's going to screw everything up to begin with. Like they're notorious for trying to fix a recruiting rule in December and November. You know what I mean? Like you just, you can't, you have to get out ahead of this stuff to plan for it. And, but it's just gotten to the, I mean, I just think it's so far down the pecking order and that we're going to transition into it right now. Um, I think the next available help for an NCAA calendar, in my opinion, real help and getting shit fixed is when this bad boy breaks away here in two years, which you just teed up for me here in the next uh, – I, I think we're two years away from it breaking off completely. And Agreed. I think that was set up by the Big Ten SEC alignment that occurred. I believe it was Friday that that came out. I think um, that's – late last week. I think it was Friday. But for yeah. the sake of anybody that's, that's picking nets, late last week. After our last show. How about that? Um, but look, at the end of the day, in my opinion, you can correct me if I'm wrong here. This is how I viewed it. This Big Ten SEC alignment is literally driving probably the death nail in the coffin of the NCAA. I, I think there's there, we're past the point of no return with this alignment that just happened. I don't think it's gotten enough credit in the media about how big of a deal that was. I literally think that was it. That's we're at the point of no return with saving the NCAA after this alignment. I think here's what's coming. And when I say this, I, I I agree with you, by the way, on the calendar. I think this is sooner than people think. Um, I think the Big Ten SEC essentially breaking away is inevitable. They might the, – it's possible that the Big 12, which continues to make fairly sensible decisions um, – Says, hey, we're cool being number three. Just let us let us hang out with you guys. At, at the, we'll sit we'll sit over in the kid table. Just let us stay in the room. That could happen. Who knows? There's going to be a, probably another some form of realignment. But look, I think we're heading to a a, a stage where two, maybe three sports are managed under one umbrella. And everything else, the sports that don't make money, are going to be managed essentially as club sports at universities. And it is going – the backlash from people about the loss of opportunity. I'm going to feel really bad for the young people who are losing opportunities. And I'm going to fight the urge to be snarky and spiteful at the people who – failed to see the changing landscape and just dug in because those people have lied to their constituents for a long time. And, and there's bloods on their hands. It 100% is. And I mean, that's, that's where this is headed. And at, at that point, I, I, I just think we're, um, I think we're 10 years away from major change meaning where people look at the landscape and go, this is stupid, this is stupid, this is stupid, this is stupid, this is stupid. Um, when you make it big business, people are going to run it like big business. And uh, that's what's coming at the university level. And there is going to be a lot of angst and shock. But, you know, Tyler, I say this to people all the time, man, when they be careful what you ask for. You just may get it. Because 
you've pushed and you've pushed and you've pushed and you've pushed for revenue sharing. Okay. Okay. But if there's revenue sharing in a company and Tyler works for the company and he produces a lot of revenue and I work for the company and I produce no revenue. In fact, I cost the company money. What do you think is going to happen? They're going to fire me and they're going to keep Tyler. I'm not going to get revenues when I don't produce anything. I'm only going to get revenue if I produce revenue. I'm only going to get a share of the revenue if I produce revenue. So what's, what sports are going to produce revenue? Football. But here's the thing, Tyler. You know this. Not every football program produces a lot of revenue. I mean, there are – It's all dependent. At this point in time, we're all dependent on TV deals. So whatever your TV deal is what really pushes, yeah. pushes you over the mark. So I think a lot of people are going to be stunned. Yes, if you play in the SEC or the Big Ten, you're probably going to be good to go. But if you play in the Western Athletic Conference, the MAC, the Sun Belt, I mean, there might be some revenues to be shared, not much. And if you play an Olympic sport at one of those schools, it's coming to an end, which is going to mean coaches, staffers, just the list. It's I'm it's it's coming. I I have no doubt that it's coming. And and I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm resisting the urge to make a political statement because I really want to, but I'm not going to. Well, I'm fixing to make one for you. So, so we'll we'll switch the hats here. So I, I get accused of it. Here was the thing for me, Neil, that was very telling for me, is the two people we've said this for I don't know how probably since we've had this podcast, the discussion about breaking away has yeah, been. Yes, this is 149. This is episode 149 of this show, and I think we have probably talked about it. Out of those 149, I bet we've talked about it 60 times. <laughs> at least but here was the difference in this one it's the first time that the sec and the big 10 on any decision that's been made because of different political views however you want to talk about it sure it's the first time that they said hey we're on the same team here yeah it's the first time second is that is what the only thing that was going to be able to start this thing. So in my opinion, I think the Big Ten and the SEC have come together to start this thing. I'm with you. Hey, it's just a matter of time the Big 12 goes, hey, guys. Hey, the ACC goes, hey, guys, I think you're going to see an entire Power 5 they, move. They, they better. Yeah. I they think better. I mean, I'm, that was Dellinger's story today, and everyone got hung up on the college football playoff part of it. And I get, I get why. It's playoffs, and we talk about playoffs, and it's a hot topic. And ESPN did the thing. I read it. We talked about it. I'm not we're not criticizing. You know, hey, let's predict the 12 team playoff. What What do you think it'll look like? I get it, 100. 100%, 100%. Not not criticizing at all. I'll probably do that six times in the summer for content. But the bigger story, the bigger story was the Big Ten and the SEC, sort of on a number of fronts, going, you know. They're the only entity that resembles us, vice versa. We might not be the same, might play a different level, different caliber of, or a different style of football, blah, blah, blah. But they're big. They've got a big TV deal. 
they're working through the the intricacies of do you put your primetime game in the afternoon and the evening? How do you do this? How do you do your streaming? They're the, they, they, those two can look at, can sit at the table and talk to each other and go, so yeah, how are you approaching this? And they're like, oh, here's what we're doing. And they can kind of exchange some ideas because they're in the same boat. Yeah. The, the, the Big 12, the ACC, the stupid Pac-2, which is what's really threatening this right now, is the, the, the guy at Washington State. They're going to have to come to some realizations. And it's hard, right? It's hard to, 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 to be hanging out with what used to be your peers, your contemporaries, and go, oh, yeah, he's better than me now. Yeah, she's prettier than me now. That's not everybody can do that. Not everybody's that 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 uh, that self-aware. They better get that self-aware pretty quick because I'm telling you, man, the scenario from a football standpoint, where the Big Ten and the SEC go, there's really no incentive for us to share this money with you peons. You don't do anything for us. We don't need you, and we're good. I would I would venture, and I think they do this. I think they're using the CFP as leverage and kind of putting everybody on notice, like you're saying, hey, you got two years. And I, I would venture to say within the next 18 months, so not this coming summer, but summer following, we have a – in the, de- the, the time of the year when you have nothing to do and it's all the new – conference realignments and all that stuff that takes place within 18 months, two summers from right, right now, counting this coming summer, we'll have an announcement of a breakaway uh, with a commissioner. I think it's going to end up being basically what you know is the power five. Plus I think there'll be some extras. I think you'll have teams like Liberty in there. I think you'll have teams like uh, UTSA in there, Memphis, Tulane teams that have the budgets to do, do such thing. And you're basically going to have a, a larger version of the NFL is what you'll end up having. Um, and right, the- we'll, we'll put a little, we, we might put a little wager on this at some point. I think, I think your, your time frame is basically right. However, I think it's going to be a much smaller subset. I think it's going to more closely resemble the NFL. I think it's going to be the 16 SEC schools, the 18 big 10 schools, and a few stragglers. So you're thinking more of a 40-team alignment? 40-ish. Yeah. Yep. Where I they just think away the only reason their, I said that – They do their own thing because, hey, Tyler, there's no reason. There's no reason for the SEC and the Big Ten to share much of their money. Oh, I agree. I think the reason that those other ones will get added is market. And they have finance and, and they have resources. Yeah, I maybe think so. it, I think it's I think it's going I think that's what it's going to come down to is is market and resources. You may have a team like a South Florida uh or somebody like that that's that's technically not considered a you have some Americans hit but the Sun Belt's in trouble, Max in trouble for sure, you know, this Conference USA for what we know it for the most part. Yeah, I think they're going to end I just up think it'll be different. I think they're going to end up starting a a, a minor league and a, a a junior league and have their own like it used to be a one double a championship and and that's going to be their path to getting some sort of a TV deal or something. I mean, yeah. you like know, people and, still, they have a market to where they'll be able to get a TV deal, some, some kind of deal. Um, but I just, it's going to be, it's going to be different, but I'm with you. Hey, be careful what you wish for. Cause you just may get it. And I think 
this Big Ten SEC deal is the is the final nail in the coffin. All right, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. 100%. Hey, real quick, let me tell you that uh, I don't I know we're not, we don't have life advice on this episode, but I do want to tell you that when we do have life advice, it is presented by Cole Walters of State Farm Insurance. Cole Walters is licensed in auto, home, life, health, business, and pet insurance for the whole state of Georgia. So contact Cole at 706-525-7850. You can also find him at colewaltersinsurance.com. Our next partner is Athletic Greens. Look, I drink AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted better gut health, sustained energy, immune system support, and I hate taking those big supplement pills. I drink AG1 every morning. I love know knowing I'm doing something good for my body, giving my body the nutrition it craves, covering my nutritional bases. Covering my nutritional bases for the day literally couldn't be easier, which is why I trust Athletic Greens. I just mix one small scoop of AG1 with water, put it in the refrigerator, drink it first thing each morning, done. I also like that it costs less than $3 a day. It's pretty good if you ask me. It's a really effective daily habit with the highest quality sourced ingredients. It's a win-win. If a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So go to athleticgreens.com slash MPW. That's athleticgreens.com slash MPW. Check it out. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Neil. Today, um, about mid-morning, a little news broke that Missouri is getting an anonymous $62 million donation. 50 of it going towards uh, stadium improvements and $12 million going towards NIL. So I just you know, Tyler, like to what give happened? You the, give what you happened the, the was, floor. Go ahead. What happened was, listen, I don't, I don't want to be braggy. I don't, I don't want to be arrogant and cocky because that's not who I am. But I set up an E-Trade account. And what I did over the last few years, just dabbled a little each morning. You know, you do your thing with, what do you call it, Criteria Club? Hey, Criteria Club's on fire right now, Neil. You need See? to join the movement. So what I did was I just pick a little stock here that I, I get a little feeling about, a little stock here that I get a little feeling about, and I take my 
earnings. And rather than pulling them out and spending them on lavish things for myself, I just kept putting them back in. Well, it finally got to a point that uh, I looked at my account and I said, you know, I'm leaving all these millions just sitting in here making more money and more money and more money on my E-Trade account. I should give this to young people and help them. And so I called my favorite school, University of Missouri, and um, I said, hey, what do y'all want to do? And we're like, we really want to we want to uh, make our football stadium better. And I was like, well, that's selfish as hell. What about the athletes? What about the football players? We need to pay them. So they wanted to take all 62 million and put it into the football stadium. And I said, no, 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 let's do this. Put 50 in the damn stadium, get it done, get it done right, make it look good. And let's take this other 12 and let's buy us the best team possible at Mizzou. And uh, really, it was that simple. It ended with them saying M-I-Z. And I said, Z-O-U. And, and you know the rest. I mean, $62 million, $12 million straight into the uh, NIL collective. That's going to buy one hell of a football team when you combine it with what I'm sure this will motivate some more private giving, some public giving. Uh, what what this means is now that Nick Saban's gone, there's room for a uh, there, there's room for a new king on the on the on the on the throne, and that king at this moment looks a hell of a lot like Elijah Drinkwitz. Here's what we do know: we know based on this uh, Big Ten SEC alignment, you got two years, boss. You got two years to cut to cut loose before any kind of regulations coming, before they even talk to you about regulation. So my advice were if you if you work in an active collective, you better raise it and you better spend it. You got two years. It's the wild, you had the wild, wild west. Is, we know for a fact it's here for two more years. And you got, hey, no matter what league you're in, you're gonna be in a college football playoff for 24 and 25. You got two seasons to piss away as much money as you can. All right, before all this regulations come through and uh 12 million dollars, they basically that one donation is probably more than the total collective number, I would say, what, 93, 94% of the FBS teams? Is that a fair statement? Oh, yeah, I think that's more than fair. Uh, 90, talk, let's say 90 is even number. If you talk to collective people, and I've talked to some collective people and people around collectives at several schools, they'll tell you to, to, to be able to compete at the highest levels in football. You, you need a minimum of eight. And closer to twelve million a year, and they're like, I mean, look, we all know what's about to happen. Nick Saban's retired. The SEC championship game is going to be Missouri versus Ole Miss, and the league, the, the league, the league's powerhouses are going to be sitting there in Atlanta on the Friday before. Uh, on that, in the meetings before Lane Kiffin and Eli Drinkwitz have their press conference where they make fun of each other, or really where Lane makes fun of Eli and Eli tries to figure out a way to come back with a snappy retort. It's going to be like a. I've been watching a lot of uh, suits the last few days. Okay. It's going to be a lot like Harvey and uh, and Lewis. Harvey and Lewis kind of going back and forth at each other a little bit. It's going to be like that. 
But before that, there's going to be a meeting where everybody looks around the room and Georgia and Alabama and Auburn and LSU kind of go, you know, this isn't how this is supposed to be. And Texas is going to be sitting there going, what in the hell is happening? Well, they, they'll they'll join that collective bowl too, though. They'll be in the collective bowl conversation. No, they will for sure. But people are going to go, you know what? They're going to look at this and go, we've got to get this NIL thing under control. <laughs> And now I don't know. I mean, look, I, this is another thing where you and I kind of have a respectful disagreement. You think eventually this thing sort of the NIL space gets under control. And I am, I'm not saying you're wrong. You might very well be right. I, I am just of the opinion that the NIL thing is sort of like the genie that got out of the bottle. And she, she went and had a wild few days in Vegas and she's like, you're not getting me back in that bottle. There is no coming chance. back. There's no chance. I'm I am drinking champagne and 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 I'm going to the the best spa. And you no way am I getting back in that bottle and just granting wishes. No, sir. I'm I am free. Hear me roar. And I kind of think that's where I kind of think that's where the collective space is, man. I and and then when you break away and now everything is just about, hey, let's just win football. And the football play college football playoff TV numbers are going to be south of, but not crazy south of what the NFL playoff numbers were. Everyone's just going to go out of hell with it. Let's just spend on this. And then at some point, this is my prediction at some point college basketball looks around and goes, look, I get it that it's cute that we put, you know, St. Peter's and Loyola of Chicago and, um, Nichols State in the first round of the NCAA tournament, but you know what? Screw it. Let let's just let's take the sixty five of us and let's just put everybody in the damn tournament. People just love a bracket. They're gonna want to bet on it. They're gonna get on their mobile phones and bet. Let's just do this. There's no reason to split the money three hundred and sixty something ways, or we can split it sixty four ways. I, I, yeah, think I, that's, it, I think that's where we're headed. I don't think you're putting the NIL genie back in the bottle. I don't think I think collectives are here to stay, regardless of what the NCAA tries to do about it. I think they are here to stay. I think when I when I said you got two years, I think this thing is breaking off at the latest by the 2026 football season. Yeah. Um, and I, I think there's going to be I think there's going to be rules in place in this new organization that that bring a normalcy to it and i'm saying like bring bring it settle the market i don't think the market's going away yeah no I, I, and you're probably right what you so what you're saying is that once that breakaway happens and the revenue sharing occurs that people go okay now that we have revenue sharing and everybody's getting paid and nobody can say they're not getting paid let's chill yes i think it's going to be a hey this everybody gets X amount of dollars, then we're going to revenue share on top of it. everybody's going to get paid. Everybody's going to get get their money. I just think it's going to settle it down to the point of where uh, the right, people right, so that here, break, break here's away. A challenge. Here's, here's a challenge for the next show to think of the answer to this because so that works in the NFL, right? Because you got salary caps, you got salary structure, you've got you know, if you're the New Orleans Saints and you spend X on a quarterback and you've got a structure on a deal, you might not be able to keep this wide receiver or this tight end or whatever, because of the way the salaries work, 
there's there's a system that is built with the idea of the more parity we have, the better. In college athletics, even in the scenario in which you're describing, and I think for the record that you're right. I do. I think you're right. Here's where I'm just cynical as hell. I don't know how you enforce that part of it. And so my, my, my initial reaction is, okay, sure. Everybody that plays in, we'll just call it level one for the sake of giving it a name gets X and then revenue sharing on top of X. It's still not going to stop people from going. Yeah. But you know what? At, at this school inside level one at Missouri, we've got all this money and we'll keep giving that money. And so we'll give X plus Y that's going to be the incentive to stack our roster. It's still going to be wild and crazy. It's still going to be the wild, wild West. I think. They the only the only saving grace to have by breaking off obviously is they'll be you're no longer tied to the I mean tied to the university but you get out from underneath those laws that got us in the mess that we're in right now so I, I think there's a way out we'll see yeah um all right Neil I gotta I think I'm going to, have to eat some crow today man oh um, yeah I'm going to, have to eat some crow okay I'm going to have to uh, change my stance on some things oh gosh yeah. And this is probably you. You will actually partake in this discussion, even though your your give a shit meter is probably going to be really low. No, I know um, where you're going, and I, I I I I am not surprised at what happened. So go ahead. So I've been given this. I never I, I never gave it for a long time. Gave live golf a chance. Um, never thought they would ever make it. Um, and after this weekend. Uh, that was it was dead sports weekend. That's the bad weekend of the year, right? Yeah. Um, the AT&T, the PGA Tour had an elevated event where they have their it's a no cut event where they have all the top golfers there. Uh, they get rained out yesterday. There's nothing on TV but college basketball, um, Pro Bowl, and the Live Golf Tournament was on. Yeah. And so I, I give it a chance. I turn it over there. I haven't watched it. It's on the CW. That's problem one. But in the last in the last two weeks, John Rahm and Terrell Hatton, who you probably know John Rahm's name, Terrell Hatton, you probably have no idea. Correct. But those are two top, you know, obviously John Rahm was the number one player in the world. And uh, Hatton was probably top 25, top 30, somewhere around there. Uh, they both leave. Um, there's massive rumors around today. The They're trying to deny it. But the Waste Management, which is one of the premier golf tournaments on the PGA Tour, was this weekend. Victor Hovland in Phoenix, uh, Victor Hovland and Xander Shoffley have both withdrawn from the tournament. Uh, they say they're working on their practice routines. I think they're working on their negotiation skills with Liv. Um, but whatever, we'll see. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think yesterday, uh, just very similar. I guess that's what our uh, this episode, episode should probably be entitled was the, the nail in the coffin. <laughs> when you looked at the leaderboards – and you looked who was who was in contention for these tournaments. We're talking about Pebble Beach. We're not talking about some random golf tournament. Sure. One of the, you know, top 10 tournaments, 15 tournaments of the year. It's You have Wyndham Clark, who broke through with the U.S. Open win last year. But you had Wyndham Clark. You had Scotty Sheffer maybe was up there. Justin Thomas was up there. But that was about it. You couldn't recognize. I could read those names off to you, and you may could recognize two to three names. Now, the hard, hardcore, which I am a hardcore golf fan, I recognize some names because I played them in fantasy that were up there. 
But then you flip it over to live, and you got Brooks Kepka, Joaquin Neiman, Sergio Garcia, Dustin Johnson. You got all these cats. You know, Brooks Kepka's up there. You have all these cats, this major big, it looked like a major leaderboard on live. And they're they're getting these guys over there. I think within 12 months, I, I think this thing's over. I think uh if the if Liv wanted to, I think the guys were ready to jump. Uh, the only the only thing that's even keeping the guys now is this world rankings deal uh, that's keeping some of the guys out of majors. Um, but most of the guys that are on live, like John Rom, he's he's qualified for so many majors because of previous success in majors, things like that. DJ, all those guys, like the majors are now like the only thing to watch. Um, interesting of note, the PGA last week very quietly took a three billion dollar investment. Uh, last week because the advertising is so down. They're losing corporate sponsors left over right. There's just – and it's not a talent thing, and and that's the thing. This is not a talent issue on the no, PGA Tour. No, players have never been better. The players are great. There's just no characters. There's nobody to sell. There's nobody to market. You know and, what else, Tyler, and this is – I think this is my theory on this, and I, I, I think I'm right. There's only so many hours in a day. There's only so much that one can consume. And so your average sports fan can now watch. I mean, you got all the NFL. The NFL's the king. College football is, is the prince. And then there's everything else has become a niche sport, if you think about it. Yeah, I agree with that. College basketball is a niche sport. Yeah. I mean, you and I like it. You like it a lot. Um, everybody watches in March. Everybody watches in March. It has its moment in March. Hey, until you have to watch, until you watch Quinnipiac play on a Sunday afternoon, you're not a real college basketball fan. I mean, I watch a ton of NBA. I'm a junkie. I watched Raptors Thunder last night, double overtime, was watching Wolves Rockets on the other screen. But how many people are like me? I mean, not many. Your average sports fan doesn't really pay attention to the NBA until when? The playoffs. Oh. You watch the playoffs. Uh, and the later the playoffs go, the more people watch. They like the the late show with Kenny and Shaq and Charles and 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 Ernie. And that's fun TV and everybody enjoys it. And, and the NBA gets a month and a half, two months where it's pretty relevant. You and I both like Major League Baseball. You watch the Braves. I watch the Cubs. We both watch a lot of baseball. But for the most part, baseball has become a real regional sport. You're a Braves fan. You watch the Braves. You're a Cubs fan. You watch the Cubs. But you kind of just keep up with your team. When does the nation tune into baseball? Pretty much never. But postseason? Um, yeah. So you have golf. And so the events that the average sports fan is going to go, oh, well, okay, I'll see what happens. The Masters, the U.S. Open, the Open Championship, the British Open, occasionally the PGA thing. But for the most part, like, if you're going to split them up and some are going to go to live and some are going to play on this, I don't know. I mean, the diehards are going to watch. People that that love that love golf are going to watch. But – your average sports fan just doesn't have time. This is before you even talk about all the streaming stuff and whatever. And young people don't watch a lot of uh, appointment television. They stream. It's the reason that there was a time, man, not that long ago when NASCAR was big, flexing sport. 
And NASCAR is not that anymore. There was a time when boxing was a big, flexing, money-making sport. Boxing's a niche sport now. It's really been replaced by uh, MMA. Um, I just think it's kind of my point about college, the football calendar and stuff. Sometimes you got to look at something and go, that's played its played its way out. It's it's done. It's it's and so yeah, I mean, if you're if you're a a, a, a golf player, I don't know why I keep wanting to say hockey. If you're a golf player and you're great at it, you have this window of time to make a lot of money. If you can go make a ton more money and live, the 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 list of reasons not to do it shrinks by the day. Because the whole, well, there's going to be a big PR backlash. No, there's not. Yeah, that's our, a, that ship sailed. Yeah, we our, our our news cycle goes so fast now. I mean, I'll give you an example. I cover Ole Miss. One year ago, Chris Beard still had charges hanging over him. It's about about the time a year ago that the charges got dropped. A year later, nobody's talking about that. And don't get me wrong, I don't think they should be. But there was always this, boy, you hire him and there's going to be a big black mark on you. And that's all anyone's ever going to talk about is what happened in Austin or what maybe happened in Austin or what. No one talks about that anymore. They just talk about what a great job he's done at Ole Miss. And no one talks about that on broadcast. Nobody writes about that. I don't it, it's not even relevant. Um, and so you know how you say, you know how you say that uh, it's like watching two ships pass in the night. You say that from time to time about things. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I that's how I felt yesterday about professional golf. Mm -hmm. I felt it was like watching two ships pass in the night. I'm over here looking. If I told you the leaderboard and you didn't know who was on which one, you would 100% say that the live was the PGA Tour. I'll tell you what, do this. I'll be honest with you. Read me the top 10 on the, the PGA event, and I'll tell you whether I've heard of the guy or not. All right. Give me one. I'll do it. And give me two and pull it out right now. You're good. I mean, it was literally – it was one of the most awkward – I don't even – awkward is not the word. I'm sitting here and watching it almost in disbelief. Now, the people have to get over, Neil. They have to get over the the graphics and all – you know, the the old people yelling at Cloud aren't going to like it because they play music. They wear shorts. Yeah, whatever. They got all these, you know, graphics to try to draw on young people. Um, give me one second because I actually saw – uh, somebody on your board had posted uh, earlier today, right before we got on, had posted the actual leaderboard. So that's where I'm going to. Okay. All right. Um. All right. Here's the PGA. All okay. right. Ready? Yeah. All right. So Wyndham Clark. Do you know who Wyndham Clark is? I've heard of him. Okay. So he is. He basically broke through last year by winning the U.S. Open. Okay. All right. Aberg. Never heard of Aberg. No. Okay. He's a, he is a, basically last year was a rookie that ended up winning. Uh, a, he's won one tournament, but he's a good player. Okay. What about this one? Okay. Matthew Pavon. No. One last week was his first win last week, finished uh, third this week. No. Mark Hubbard. Uh, unless he's Glenn's son, no. Thomas Dietrich. Uh, I don't think so. He's just a solid guy. Here's one you probably know, Jason Day. Yep, know that one. All right. What about Tom Hoagie? 
Tom Hogan. Hoagie. Uh, no, no, I, I've heard of Ben Hogan. All right, Justin Thomas. Yeah, played Alabama. Scotty Shuffler. Yeah. Sam Burns. No. All right, Sam Burns is good. He's a he's a young guy, but he's good. So that's. And I'm sure they're all good. They're finishing in the top ten in a in a tournament. I'm saying those are. Uh, they have, no, they have no name value to an average sports fan. One, two, three, four, four and a half guys. Okay. Okay. Four and a half guys. Now, let's do live. All right. I'm gonna pull it up. All right. So Joaquin Neiman. I've heard of him. Okay, he is he, he is really he went when he went to live, he is like coming into his prime right now. He's he's one of the best golfers in the world. All right. How about Sergio Garcia? Of course, heard of him. Yeah, big name. John Rahm. Yep. All right, now I've, uh, you've never heard of this uh, Boomiter. He's a he's a young guy. You never heard of him. No. Dustin Johnson. Of course, yeah. Married to uh, Paulina Gretzky. Charles Howell the third. Yeah, big name. Played in North Carolina. Brooks Kepka. Yeah, big name. Terrell uh, Terrell Hatton. He's the one I was just telling you about. Yeah. Uh, but he is a top. He's a yeah. top fifty golfer in the world. I had not heard of him. Luis Ustazen. Yeah. Cam Smith. Uh, yeah, I know Cam. Kind of skinny, weird-looking dude. Facial yeah, hair. Won the British Open. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you told me, so if you tell me, hey, you gotta, you gotta watch one of those two events on TV. I'm gonna watch the second one because I know that I know the people. That's what it's coming down to, and that's that's before we start adding other guys, right? Yeah. Um, and the 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 graphics you got to get over if you're if that's not what you're into. The music, you know, old people yelling at cloud. But the actual golf and the name recognition and the characters, something to sell, I would not be shocked if they get a TV deal um, pretty soon. Well, and you know where I'm going with this. Just because Nebraska once won in football doesn't mean that it will definitely win in football again. Just because – just because uh, – I'm trying to think of an example. Uh, we've used Missouri all day. Just because Missouri's never been a power in college football doesn't mean it can't become a power now. The same applies to the PGA Tour. Just because you once dominated the landscape doesn't mean that you will always dominate the landscape. Things change. And you look at like it was – I was you, – you start thinking about things. And like uh, – so the first place winner of every tournament, they get $4 million for winning the tournament. Okay? Second place gets $2.25 And so they were in a playoff. Joaquin Neiman and Sergio were in a playoff. They went four-hole playoff. It was exciting. The crowd's into it because it's more of a party. The entire setup is like the 16th green at, at you know, it's not that many people, but that rowdy. Uh, it was completely dark, and the fans were yelling, one more hole, one more hole. And they said, all right, let's do one more. You know, it's just a – it's, yeah. you know, the other thing that was about as good as they can do, I think you would actually enjoy this. Instead of having the guys tee off all throughout the day, every single golfer tees off at the exact same time, shotgun start. So instead of saying, uh, you know, on the on the scoreboard it says like eighteen to go, seventeen to go, sixteen to go, because they just they all finish basically around the same time. So they're trying to get that in for TV as well. So sure, two ships passing the night. Yep. All right, a um, few things. We'll wrap it wrap this bad boy up. The NFL uh, head coaching window is closed. Um, the most interesting thing out of this was Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, and Pete Carroll without jobs. They go through the whole coaching window. 
uh, do not get a job. And I say all that to say this, I, I, I still think Belichick comes back and goes for a year or, or two later on. Uh, but if I was a uh, TV personality on NBC, Fox, or CBS, <laughs> I'd have my head on a swivel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because any of those three, all they have to do is say they want to do it, and they would be immediately hired by any network. Yeah, I think job. people are going to be surprised that Bill Belichick has a lot more personality than people think he does. Yeah. I mean, yeah, what you I, see at press conferences and stuff is not what I think you would see with him in the booth or him on a, a studio show, uh, that kind of thing. I actually would enjoy Mike Vrabel. He's he's a gregarious guy. And uh, I don't know about Pete Carroll. I don't know enough about him to know what he would do well at or whatever, but he's a huge name. And so you're you're right about head on a swivel. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're in those studio jobs, you gotta be ready to to pivot pretty quick. Um you know, Pete Carroll's got 15. He's got one year left on his contract. They're going to pay him. I think they owe him 15 million. So I think he may be a consultant. So that may limit him. Yeah. You realize Bill Belichick was making $25 million a year as the head coach for the Patriots. Yeah. I mean, look, there's, there's a, there's a list of reasons <laughs> that he probably was, was, I know he probably wanted to coach, but he wasn't going to like go take a job for a, a two and a half million dollar deal. I mean, <laughs> You know, he, he might have just been too expensive to hire. It was the, you know, I can't believe these guys are being discriminated against by their age. And it's like, I'm just going to bet that Bill Belichick and Pete Carroll and those cats have a lot of money in their accounts and are like, you know what? I'm good to go. I mean. I don't know what Vrabel's, what he was making. I know Pete Carroll was making 15. Uh, I know Belichick was making 25. I know Sean Payton makes 18. Um there's and Carol's going to get paid another year, so he can yeah. sit back and just, you know, uh, and, and you know, did, he's did you handle that? <laughs> you know me well. Another year, I'd be so gone. Um, I'd fall off the face of the earth. Um, yeah, I, I, Belichick's going to be perfectly fine. He gets to sit back. Maybe he'll be too old to do it or whatnot. Some some team will hire him at a minimum as a consultant or and I think this is more likely he does some TV stuff and people are surprised that he's as good at it as he'll be. He would be great, like in a uh, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, Monday night game kind of. You know, the one that would be fun, cast. you know, it would be fun would be a uh, people would watch it. A Nick Saban, Bill Belichick. Simulcast. Oh. simulcast. Where you'd get to see their football stuff, but you'd also get to see some personality and where they had guests in and stuff, kind of like what Peyton and Eli do. Yeah, that would, that would be that would be really cool. It'd be break, that would break TV. I mean, I would watch. Yeah, I would too. No, I mean, I, I would watch that just to because I think it would be, I think a lot of people think it would be just real hardcore football. And there would certainly be moments of real hardcore football, but I also think they would get into uh, old guy storytelling, which would be really funny. <laughs> I wonder what they would tell the trick. Um, on, on a little Belichick news, uh, surprising move for me today. I did not see this one coming. Steve Belichick, Bill Belichick's son, who was a defensive coordinator at the uh, Patriots, takes the D.C. job for the Washington Huskies. Saw that. Interesting. Hey, everybody's got to eat. 
Yeah, I don't think he's worried about his meals. That one's I, – I can't wait to see him by the time he, they tell him he's got to go recruiting. That's going to be a fun conversation. Um, I'll be, I'll be, I wish I could be a fly on the wall on that one. You All right, last thing, and we're going to wrap her up. It's this weekend, the last official football game of the season. Captain Pfizer and the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl. Yep. Initial thoughts besides you think is fixed? Um, We'll talk about it more on Thursday. We'll tease you. You know, my initial thoughts are, and they have been pretty consistently, I'm just not betting against the Chiefs. They're um, at one and a half right now. Uh, 49ers are favored by one and a half over under at 47 and a half. I like the over. As do I. Um, and I just don't want to bet against Patrick Mahomes. I don't want to bet against Andy Reid. I don't want to bet against, in a crunch moment, a Chiefs defense that seems to rise to the occasion. And, look, I don't want to be this guy. I don't want to be Mr. Cynical. I don't, but I don't want to bet against the bonanza for the NFL of uh, Taylor Swift on the field at the end of the game, hugging her newly crowned once again champion uh boyfriend after he catches a couple of touchdown passes in the Super Bowl in Las Vegas that just seems too good to be true and so I'm betting on the Chiefs I think I think I'm gonna go money line I think it's right now at plus 105 it'll probably move I imagine some uh before Sunday but um the I saw the the 49ers are already trying to complain about the field, the practice field at UNLV. It's the most the craziest shit I've ever heard. They took I've never heard somebody doing this. They took the practice fields at UNLV that were turf, all right, and they they put uh, sod on top of the turf for them to practice on, and they were complaining that there was there was. Uh, it was too spongy and there's like some measurement and they, they were legit. Like they start practice this afternoon. They're, they're, they're already upset about the NFL because uh, they were supposed to be the practice field supposed to be approved in December. And they just laid the turf, the side last, last week. So they're, they're not very happy about that. So just trying to create, starting to build on excuses, man. It's the grass's fault. See, thrown, called enough balls this year. It's the grass's fault. It's already in their heads. That's it, man. Yeah, it it just it feels like the Chiefs, and we'll talk about it on Thursday. If the Chiefs win, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs begin to start getting into that dynasty word. Well, yeah, I think you already got to put them in it, right? I mean, well, that would be back to back titles, three titles in four years. They've what? I mean, and they've. They've been there another He's time. He's NFL. That's a huge accomplishment. Yeah. I mean, I think you already got to put them in the conversation just getting there. I think it's hard enough, but we'll talk about it more on Thursday. All right. We will do that. And uh, Thursday show will be brought to you just like this one was. Thursday show, by the way, number 150 for McCready and Siski. Started a show that? in July and everybody goes, you can't do that. I'm like, well, watch me. And look at us. 
150 shows in, been brought to you all, each and every one, by Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, and zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. So check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. So for Tyler Siski, I'm Neil McCready. That does it for this edition of McCready and Siski. Until next time, have a great week. Take care.